The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. You little, you little dumbass bitch. I ain't fucking with you. I've got a million trillion things I'd rather fucking do than go to Alabama. What's up? Shit you might have missed. T. Rich bringing in the show on a somber note because I'm tired because I stayed up watching some fuck shit last night. And I don't mean someone actually fucking shit, even though if that had happened, it probably would have been an improvement. Um, (laughs) The game of... Thrones series Girl, finale. I was about to say, I didn't know if that was directed, who that was directed to in <laughs> Alabama, because I was thinking hashtag unsubscribe. Yeah. the Well, we'll get to that, but yeah, that's why I'm tired. So, Also, um, present with me here today to my kind of left. That's double. To my kind of right. Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. Christy in the middle. Where's she at? Somewhere. Living my life. <laughs> Not dying. Okay, Savage friends. How's your week been? <sighs> I could have gotten more sleep. But yeah, so um, the intro was definitely dedicated to Alabama and their um, dumbass mm. abortion bill. Um you know, all these red states are just trying to see who can be the, the worst. Most restrictive, yeah. Yeah, because they're trying to get this to the Supreme Court um, and just continue this assault on women's bodies and probably more specifically black women's bodies, since especially in Alabama, black women are more likely to die in childbirth, but also in America. And also um, it's class warfare because... You have money, you can just go somewhere else and get an abortion. Um, so, yeah, I think Louisiana has one that they're introducing they're, they're, or already introduced. The governor has said that he, he who is a Democratic governor, uh, has said that he uh, will sign it if it comes across his desk. So, uh, if Louisiana passes it, then I am to believe that they'll, they'll I don't know what they're going to sign, but it sounds like it'll be ridiculous as the other ones. As ridiculous, if not more. Possibly. I don't know. This is the South. Yeah. So That's right it. now we have what? Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Missouri. There's a few. Is it like 11, 12 states now that have all passed some measures? Of I'm some assuming sort? Florida has something because Florida. <laughs> it's Florida. Yeah. Meanwhile, the safest state is Kansas. The safest state. They're the ones who actually say that women actually have, have a right to health care, including... In their state constitution, yeah. it is a part of now. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Right? Y'all see, yeah, just, just Didn't just pass a law, made it an amendment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all see Leslie Jones on SNL. Mm-hmm. She came out on Weekend Update. She had on the hands-made tail um, outfit. Eye. 
And she came out. She like, blessed be the fruit. Nah. That's all right. I mean, I've, I've been seeing I've been seeing a lot of like you know actual people protesting in those outfits though. Yeah. I'm like you know yeah. So Colin Yost was like, um, "It's not that bad yet," and then she was like, "But this is how it starts." Bad. <laughs> it was like you you're saying it's not that bad yet, but you, well, you are acknowledging you gotta it's be, bad. You got to be not all that right. Bad. Yeah. yeah, you got to be all right with this mm-hmm. before you're all right with the next thing mm-hmm. that comes and after. I- I feel like we really have to talk about this is all an attempt to maintain a demographic majority. This oh, yeah. Really, mm-hmm. they, they don't care about black Sad women having abortions. Yesterday. They don't even care about, you know what I'm saying, poor women having abortions. This is about affluent middle class and upper middle class and, you know, just wealthy white women being able to abort their unwanted babies. This mm-hmm. is about trying to hold on to a majority white nation. Mm hmm. Literally, we just had this conversation yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I uh, mean, because I mean, just the fucking idea that, like, oh, well, you can just like put this kid up for adoption or whatever if you live. Um, but it's like I have to be inconvenienced with like carrying this human who I don't want for nine and a half months to. Be all inconvenienced. Why? Because you've you've made it a, a, illegal, and so if I don't die and I happen to get it aborted, then all of a sudden I'm a felon. So now I can't vote. So you're you're trying to fuck people over one way or another. And doctors, they're trying to put fear in doctors. Like we know, mm-hmm. they also get like up to ninety nine years of life in jail, or in some states it's five years for performing a surgery that you know. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that's that. Well, I, I also did want to kind of because somebody else. I, so, in having this conversation yesterday, uh, a cousin of mine brought to my attention a story I had not read. I've read it since. Um, but there was a, uh, a a story that she saw on the Baltimore Sun. I saw it on CBS News, uh, where a woman was looking for food stamps. Uh, mm-hmm. Since last July, and she was repeatedly denied. And this woman had two kids, and she's trying to find food stamps. She had moved across state lines or whatever, she and moved from Ohio to, to Texas, Texas. I want to say, yeah. And essentially, she was being denied, and they didn't know her status in terms of whether or not she was homeless. What type of uh, what type of insurance the kids had? None, none of that. They didn't know anything. They just know they want. They denied her because apparently her paperwork was not missing complete. stuff it was missing stuff but like if you say it's missing stuff point out what's missing so like if the person keeps coming back saying i need food stamps and they're missing stuff then it seems like at some point someone would say hey this is what you're missing so you can get this completed so the last time the woman showed up uh um, at the office she asked for a new caseworker and not the one she had been dealing with because obviously she had gotten nowhere with that person this is towards the end of the business day and once she was taken to a side room, she produced a handgun and a standoff began where she held that caseworker for about two hours before she released them. But she still had her kids in there. And eventually she shot her two kids and killed herself. So the kids were in critical condition as of the time I read the article. I don't know the status of the two children. Um, and she is no longer with us. But. Uh, the point my uh, cousin was making is like, yeah, like the whole idea, like you're trying to do all this protection on life, but you're not protecting the people that are actually here. What happens when when people 
you know, who actually don't want to have kids are forced to have kids. You know, like what happens oh, with, with what resources, happens. like you Some know, egregious shit. Yeah, and what happens when resources um, become a scarcity for for particular people and particular demographics? Because we know how that works in this country. When you know you don't have the ability to move anywhere, like you were saying, Chrissy, which is a good point in terms of like you know affluent white women, they can just go somewhere else. But there are a lot of people who don't have that option, that flexibility, that you know that freedom. So a lot of those people are already being herded and marshaled to like undersourced, under-resourced areas in the first place. So what happens then? Does crime go up? Probably. Uh, do uh, do, do uh, resources allotted to those areas go down? Probably. Uh, uh, like, what type of situations are you creating now? And it, just, it, it, it goes to a larger question that at some point I want to bring up, but right now I feel like I'm talking too much, so I will, I will uh, step back. So, I mean, you know, I think what we take from this story is we like fetal life and everything outside of that is kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Good luck with that. We don't want to you know, keep love, you from making this kid you don't want. Right, exactly. But we once love they get life here. in the fetus, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or we love we love life in the womb, but we don't actually like born life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we, you know, we deny it housing, we deny it food, we, we deny, deny it education, insurance. we deny it basic human rights when it is actually a guest of the state in whatever capacity. You know what I'm saying? So the reality is we like fetal life. And I was reading a post on Facebook today that was talking about how fetal life is the most convenient form of life to love because it doesn't vote. It doesn't take anything out of the public coffers. It doesn't do anything other than live in women's bodies who you are conveniently trying to oppress. And so in the name of a life that has no independent, you know what I'm saying, movement or existence outside of a woman's body, we love life. But once life is born, then we can't stand it. And Mm -hmm. don't talk about wanting to end your life and being of sound mind and body, because then, you know what I'm saying, we still have laws in some states against that. So the reality is we only like in this country fetal life. And if we're really being honest, we only like white fetal life because the reality is black fetal life, you know what I'm saying, is constantly disregarded because we don't bother to keep their mamas alive. Well, we also kind of don't care about white, well, not necessarily white fetal life, but once they get of a certain age, like the idea that you would put in all of these protections for, again, like fetal life, fetals. What is that? Fetals. I don't. I didn't mean to say fetal's life. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. We, oh yeah, we, we know what you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're you did though. I'm glad you did. <laughs> the fetuses. The feta. Feta. <laughs> but then it's like, all right, you've made it this far. Now go to school and hope you don't get shot and killed because we're definitely not going to do anything to try to limit um, or put some restrictions on who can own access by a gun of any kind so can i uh, can i actually jump back in very quickly just very quickly uh, okay all right, all right um so just just jump. <laughs> he looks so deflated man <laughs> i just like uh just to just to, to to jump back in just very quickly so um in terms of women who perhaps don't have the resources or and or the desire to carry a child to term that are being forced potentially to do so 
you are putting them in a position where if they don't have the funds to try to find some place to get fetal um, neonatal health care that they might not be able to access or be able to have um, provided to them because, you know, a lot of Planned Parenthood resources are also being stripped away across the country, um, and especially in a lot of red states. Um, once the child is here, um, I had a friend of mine who was just talking with me last week that she had a homegirl who just had a baby. And the cost of that delivery was $41,000. So for those women who do not have health insurance, what do they do? So you're already putting people in a position from the time the child arrives. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I think we should just like call out all the fuckery though while we're talking about it though. You know, I'm go ahead. Well, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we have like very accurately pointed out the racial implications and, and just the socio the socioeconomic implications but the another major major component of this is the religious implications and the source of a lot of the arguments that are used um for a, like arguments against abortion and uh women's rights and women's health rights the reason I th- brought that up is because um, Christy, uh, or was it Takia? One of you guys brought up the point about uh, somebody being of sound mind, but wanting to end their own life. And the reasons for not wanting someone to do that are usually religious reasons as well. And it's, an- it's just another example of not only do you try to force your politics on people and not only do you try to continue to oppress people, but you also try to force your religious beliefs on other people. And this is just another example of that. Why is that well, ironic? If, well, though? if God created this life, but why, why is that ironic? It? Well, if it's if it's true, rape, the body has a way of shutting all of that down. Yeah. That has actually been said, unfortunately. Yeah. Somebody, now, there was a, um, somebody but, but also think, used the term but, consensual rape. rape. <laughs> right. But I, but I also think we have to really examine where does white Christianity come from? What was its purpose? White people. You know what I'm saying? And what was it used <laughs> for? And so the reality is the same, you know, churches that tell us, you know, we shouldn't be having abortions, you know, and that, you know, we shouldn't be committing suicide and have this very, you know, supposedly religious view of life are the same churches that were saying slavery is good, mm-hmm. segregation now, segregation mm-hmm. later, segregation always. So, I mean, the reality is there is a very specific white Judeo-Christianity that promotes a very white supremacist, patriarchal, you know, way of thinking and being that. This whole, like all of these laws that are being passed, even this whole wave of conservative fascists, you know, that's sweeping the globe, because the reality is India has an Aryan problem, too. You know what I'm saying? It's just that their Aryans are brown. And so it it looks different. But I mean, the reality is this whole, you know, Aryan supremacy thing is a global phenomenon. And, and, and it all has to do with the fact that the reality is 
world's women are waking up and they're saying, you know, like we, we don't have to tolerate this shit anymore. And poor people are like, yeah, this is the system is unsustainable and it's all on our backs. And by the way, you know what I'm saying? You're ruining the earth and we are feeling the effects of it first. And you know what I'm saying? There's a whole entire globe of 7 billion people. And I'm pretty sure less than 2 billion of them qualify as white. You know what I'm saying? So the reality is on so many levels, the people who hold on to powers historically are looking at, you know what I'm saying? the dying vestiges of their organs of power and they're doing what people do when they're about to be unseated, which is, you know, do the best they can to try and hold on. I feel like Assad and Syria is a good example of what happens when people, you know what I'm saying? Who have a lot of power and have a lot to lose. If they lose a lot of power, hold on, they will do anything, you know what I'm saying? To justify holding on to that. But I really think that we have to, you know, in understanding all this, really examine the Christianity that is supposed to be leading this country because it ain't Jesus. Yeah, I mean, and to, I, I guess to to also add on to that, I was I was saying earlier why when Slim brought up his point, like why is that ironic? And the irony is that this co- this country was very deliberately founded upon a lot of ideas, but one of them was the clear separation of church and state. They wanted to remove a lot of the stuff that had to do with religion because there's a a strong puritanical like uh, push, you know, when they were doing all this stuff, whatever. But they want to like alleviate a lot of that from the inception of the, you know, the country, whatever, uh, you know, to separate church and state in order for people to be able to have a better chance of pursuing life, liberty and and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, the irony is that a lot of people have lost sight or just outright don't know it. Uh, like you know, your religion is your religion, but like your religion, you know, force it upon everybody, and then say that everybody has a right to practice their religion. It it is very it's, it's contradictory. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't have it both ways. So and part of that is the problem with all of that stuff is the deliberateness. Like there was a duplicity in the way the founders crafted a lot of the language. Uh-huh. It was necessarily duplicitous in order to actually get people to agree. If you think if you're looking at the end game as we actually need to ratify a constitution and we need to make laws that we can get everybody on board with from that in that regard, it was necessarily duplicitous because you needed to write laws that were ambiguous enough that people could interpret them however they wanted to so that they could support them. The downstream problems with this is when it comes to enforcing the laws, when it comes to holding people accountable to the laws, uh, you know, when you start dealing with uh, questions of freedom, right? For you have some, uh, you have a nation that's fleeing tyranny because they want to be, they want to have self determination. But that nation is is built on with slaves and has a bunch of states in that nation um, that have legalized slavery. But no, but no, so, no. Let's 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 be real about it. We were fleeing the tyranny of actually not being able to own slaves from the get go mm. because the real issue was not what King George was charging on the tax of tea. That wasn't the real issue at hand. The real issue at hand was that the abolition the abolitionist movement had already taken hold in England. And they were talking about outlawing the slave trade for England and its colonies. And so a whole entire country who all of their collateral and capital is based on the brown people and black people that they got in chains. No, the whole founding of this nation from the very beginning is about slavery. 
And we try and make it about other things, but it's not about tea. It's about slaves. And then when you added that, the point Lee made about how the country is supposed to be founded on the concept of separation of church and state. But a lot of the language is religious language. Mm -hmm. If you look all through Mm -hmm. the founding documentation. So it's like they say separation of church and state, but it's church woven is deity and deists and deism all woven into the founding documentation. It's just it's a it's like a bunch of paperwork full of intentional contradictions. We founded a democracy that's actually a democratic republic because we didn't want the tyranny of a king. But then at the same time, we didn't want the people to be able to just fully vote on their own. Right. We wanted to keep still keep some power in the hands of a few. And that has been like the single most prominent guiding principle of America and of a lot of the world before America, also. And that's Mm -hmm. the few always seek to control the many. And all of these things that they use are just tools to help them execute that, um, execute that goal of the the few controlling the many. Religion is just one of the more effective ways of doing it. It always has been an oligarchy marketed as, you know what I'm saying, the land of opportunity for everybody. But that's not actually what's going on here. Yeah. So Game of Thrones. Under his eye. Under his eye. (laughs) May the Lord open. Feels like there were four. What can I only think? Praise be. Praise be. (laughs) Speaking of praise, praise be for black Twitter. Because, you know, Black Twitter, Black Twitter does many things. Black Twitter gathers. So if you out here living your life astray, Black Twitter will gather you and get you (laughs) together. together. (laughs) I thought you were galvanized, but I like the way you did that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Black Twitter is also here for great recaps of anything. And sometimes Black Twitter is just here to be Black Twitter. A person posted on Twitter, what would your real nigga dissertation be? And I laughed because I remember at one point I was on IG and somebody was like, I need an RN. Is anybody available? And some guy was like, I'm a real nigga. What you need? She's like, no, 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 I'm in a, a registered Register nurse. nurse. Okay. okay. <laughs> you got to be specific. Okay. So um, this, uh, I think it was like Scarlet Witch. Should I have this pulled up? But she started this thing on Twitter. And if you've not heard about it by now, I don't know why. Where have you been? It was all of the things. I laughed out loud several times on it. I thank you for sharing it with me because I would have been one of those people who didn't know what you're talking about. So thank you. I figured. (laughs) You know I'll be on social media as much as I I should. I know. I try. I try. You done like pulled it up some like five months from now. Like, yo, did y'all see this? Yeah. But like if y'all if y'all point me to it, you know, I check it out, though. So, thank you. So, I'm just going to read like a couple if if the Twitters lets me. It let me and then it was like, actually, I'm not going to let you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one is to be with the shits, an in-depth look at responding to sustained hostility and oppression with instinctual and on-site unfuckwithableness. <laughs> um, That's good. I just read like a, a few of them. 
I didn't read a lot of them, but like the the four or five that I read were very, very funny. My mama said I can't just eat anybody else's food. Mm-hmm. Black mothers and how they teach the importance of food safety to their children and prepare them for the world of suspect office potlucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's is this on black folks, accountability and regulating safe spaces when a ra- when a random is killing the vibe. <laughs> so, you know, it was it just it went on and on yeah, and on and, and it was great it was like the things the head nod an examination of affirmation validation and nonverbal community building in white spaces <laughs> and the thing that made it like so beautiful was like all of this shit was real yeah and relatable uh-huh. yeah because yeah. it is real like yeah like like i ain't have to like know who said what like yep know that one yeah know that one know that one that and that that, that boils down to who made the potato salad. That's uh-huh. what that shit is. Which was yes. also one. Oh yeah, yeah. And do you know what regular Twitter was doing at the same time? Do you wash your legs in the shower? You know what? I was not going to talk about, about that. this and because it was triggering. I heard about the that. <laughs> for most people, was no. It was. I heard about that. Uh, like that. Like the, the the funny thing is, when you hear certain questions, you ain't even think as a child was an option. As a child, you didn't think it was an option. And you hear shit as an adult, like what? Who? Who? As a what? black child, you didn't think huh? that's an option. I mean, why are you a whole huh? bunch of grown ass white adults? Well, no. you know, the soap just runs down your leg. Was that one of the things that they said? This was the explanation. Yes, it was. The soap you wash. The only parts of your body that you really need to wash are your armpits, your neck, and your genitals. And so when you wash your torso, the soap will slide down. That's not how none of that works. And I'm just telling you what I, I know. I'm so, telling you what I just, read on the Twitter. Can I be mortified? Wait a minute. Hold I'm on, here. because there's a, a second part of this explanation. And so the soap. <laughs> Just washes your leg when it rinses down, and also my legs have been in pants all day. Uh, Wow! So that's that's gonna. Us Mayo Chella was asked about this. Her response was, "Well, I I shave my legs, and the shaving cream is kind of like soap, right?" Wrong. It's not. It's not anything like. But what about exfoliation? exfoliation? Like what? But talk about, but before we get to that, that, that was a question well, so I had as a that child. That is a difference. Before we, no, because a lot of folks don't use washcloths. Exactly. I remember that's being why confused that's a as a child watching a lot of the zestfully clean commercials, whatever. Like, why is he just using the bar soap? Rubbing a bar, a yeah, like, bar of soap on yourself. Like, and, and happy. Like, like, this is confusing for me. These are individual problems that are all part of the same whole. See, if you get in the shower or the tub with no cloth, then you might think you don't have to wash your legs because the water is doing the job. But if you got in there with a cloth and never touched your legs with it, you would think to yourself, God damn, I'm fucking dirty. Yeah. I mean, I have been in a situation where I have needed to do a whole bath generally after hoeing so you know there was that i've been there but (laughs) if i have gotten my whole body into a shower legs getting washed yeah 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 yeah. but they were talking about it on fox 5 and um one of the anchors was like oh well i don't use a washcloth and all all proud i love wisdom because he was just giving all the shaved eyes he was just like yeah yeah they, I was like, I know you want to say something, but I, they, you, they, you, he said everything with his eyes. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple times where, like, did you see the one when they talking about like um, the there's some study, face. the perfect face, yeah, and then the the, the, the him a, and Maureen the Ume, their no, their face was like motherfucker. Wisdom please. and Maureen Ume were like, yeah, nah, yeah. I was looking for that joy for a long time. Their faces said everything. Like, come on, son, you know why they were so happy because it affirmed them. I just those, don't understand washing studies. without a cloth. I don't. 
Hey man, there's look. an expression, and that expression that is frequently used by many people throughout the world who wonder at the seemingly forever youthfulness of people of color, and they describe it as black don't crack. And some of it may be genetics, but a lot of it is because exfoliate. we exfoliate <laughs> and moisturize. Exfoliate and with repeat. their pom-poms saying exfoliate. go 3,000. Moisturize. So, repeat. what you're saying is we just clean? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, basically, clean. yeah. I mean, uh, you got to get that dead skin off. Get your, give you, you got to. Give hey, the new hey. skin some chance to get some. So look, so hey, this is exactly like... why whenever I travel, I always take a washcloth with me because not every country you go yeah. to has these available. Oh yeah, they, they, if you ask some countries no. what a what a washcloth is, they look confused. Like you, you mean a hand towel? Like no, a washcloth. Nope. But if that's all you got, yeah. <laughs> you mean there with that long joke? Like <laughs> yeah. So what so, you just told me is I can't fuck none of y'all because y'all don't use wash rags and I don't understand y'all what what else is dirty what else don't get properly cleaned i just don't want See, these to just lead to further questions it's supposed to <laughs> when when the when the anchor mind. on Fox Five said that, she was like, "Oh no, I don't use a washcloth." I was like, "So you just down there like diddling with your situation, and you calling that clean? Yeah, you just rinsing off." Dirty. That's not even really you just rinsing. rinsing. That's like, not even really. That is that's the yeah. I get it, but like that's you know what I'm exactly saying, rinsing. But but, but but hold on, like like okay, so you got to put a put a rub. I feel like it. we have you to give like a, a like a like a dissertation on the actual like how to. That, you do? Okay, mm, nah, I can't do it. All right, so you need a washcloth. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And honestly, let's not I'm gonna a be real. Time out. I'm gonna be real. You're going to use two washcloths at least, or a washcloth and a loofah, or like a three washcloth situation for someone. Uh, one for my face, one for my body? Yep. Some women, one for their face, one for their body, one for their twat. I'm Let's a three washcloth kind of person. Hey, I ain't mad at you. I, hey, I'm just saying, there's something, I'm just if y'all, y'all ain't know, now you know. I, I, I will say, <laughs> I will say, I am a one washcloth guy, mm -hmm. but I have you flip a that jump. very specific method. Yeah. You start with the face. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, <laughs> this was also. No, PH, no, a real way. nigga dissertation yeah, yeah, yeah. because they were talking about how Flip black people have like not only do they wash their legs but they have like a whole routine a whole shower routine oh yeah oh yeah yeah uh, you just yeah. Yeah. It, yeah you end it with the ass that's it yeah, just yeah that, that, that 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 caps off the, the shower last thing to get washed. yeah yeah that's the last thing and then thoroughly dry it yeah 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 and the <laughs> other thing is like yeah yeah really See, the difference thorough. is no man no no I think yeah. I think we're we're relative agreement. You know, even after the towel off, there has to be a moment when all the little hidden bits can like air out because we got to be dry yeah. when we put on clothes, especially if we're gonna put on drawers. Yeah, mm. I've made that mistake every now and then, like, I'm just rushing or whatever, not pants. Mm. Yeah. Nah, then you, you be then you be feeling like a little moist lady. Yeah, or or you, you could actually get like uh yeah like yeah like I like I've yeast. had stuff yeah just yes. be, just yeah. be out there. a wet ass crack and some clean drawers and make you feel dirty. You just well, want it though? Like I gotta start all over again. Yes, it does. Like, <laughs> I feel like, like I know it's just. Well, I feel like I got swamp, but, but it feel like sweat, and I gotta make. This, yeah. mm -mm, you gotta yeah, yeah. make it right before you step out the door. So you gotta make it right before you can't. You can't step out the door wrong. But yeah, I've, I've been in the so whole bath situation with that there. whole thing, and I was like, I refuse to talk about it because it just. I hated it so much. So did did did, did anybody come up with any dissertations? Oh, of, I did of their own. I came I up with a couple. Uh, Chrissy, you want to go first? Which, which, you want to say one? 
Oh, well, sure. I, my first <laughs> one is, uh, we don't do that in this house. Why don't you ask whoever in them's mama if they'll take you in? How black parents teach particular family norms to their children as they encounter and navigate the different cultural norms of their peers in non-familiar relationships. Now, that's a title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like, tell where you went to, Christy. My father used to say the same thing and it was like they weren't even in the same room. They hadn't even overheard any bits of the conversation. They were just automatically on the same page. We don't do that over here. Why don't you ask whoever in them if they'll take you in and if you think that's okay. You got any more, Christy? Uh, so my other one was all your skin folk ain't your kin folk. How black parents teach children, teach their children to deal with black people who collaborate with colonizers slash oppressors in public spaces, especially those pertaining to education, employment, policing, and law enforcement. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because you know collaborators. Oh, you hey. got to know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually going to quote T. Rich on this one. You better come through, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you better come through. You can't say it quite. You ain't like, giving no hands. I can't. I can't say. I can't, you ain't, ain't snatch anything out look, the air though. There's only one T Rich. I, I, I was just. I was just trying. Like you know. There's so much <laughs> in the air to snatch. Yeah. So much. So yeah, much it was. It was. I think Chrissy snatched all of it. But, you know, <laughs> and just left the oxygen up there for us because she was being nice. No, she, she allowed us to breathe. Uh-huh. What you got, Lee? Come on, what you got? Uh, <clears throat> I got. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. The end. <laughs> <laughs> the in-depth study of mitigating conflict through auditory cues and the cross-section of applying adequate base to ocular focus. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. my mama has said attitude based to ocular focus. Ad- adequate base. Yes. Adequate. <laughs> adequate base to ocular focus. My mama has said to me in those exact words, don't look at me in that tone of voice. And it's, it's very confusing and you have to figure out what the hell that means, but. Uh, yeah. Quickly. No, it's scary because you're like, bitch, are you listening to what I'm saying in my head? Like, can you hear what I thought? Perhaps. <laughs> I can see what you thought. <laughs> okay, so I got, um, because I said so, a study of how impatience and the unwillingness to discern honest and intelligent curiosity from belligerence stifles critical thinking and emboldens ignorance. Um, and the last one is, there are starving kids in Africa. A review of <laughs> a review of how parental pressure coupled with guilt can serve as the uh, foundation for un- unhealthy eating habits and disorders. Yes, unhealthy me, eating habits. Make me feel like my titles yeah, are too yeah. short. Mine are too. I don't care. <laughs> hey man, look, look, look! It's the dissertation. I'm I doing just... the title. I'm not doing the whole dissertation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, y'all wrote the whole dissertation. <laughs> that's what they did on the on the, on the Twitters. That's, I was just following what they did. Okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a good emulator. You got to, Rick. Um, I ain't got it. The use of fabrication as a means for teaching financial self preservation and maintaining familial bonds. Uh, you got it. That was the whole thing. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, I said what I said. An exploration of linguistic assurance and the conversational styles of Black Americans. Alternate title. Did I stutter? Mm. I did. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's the. That's the. The grown up version of because I said so. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> said what I said. I'm giving finger snaps on yours, T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving finger snaps. I came up with a couple. With a few, and by a couple, I mean like five. But all <laughs> mine are like real short. Okay. They like real short. So the first one for my DC fam is. 
Ajay like fucks with that. Qualitative expressions of affection and discord in the nation's capital. Because mm-hmm. Jai like is like. It's in the middle. You be, don't know if it's good or bad. It's good or bad. Kinda, but maybe yeah, not. You just don't know. Uh, you got one more time. <laughs> <laughs> An in-depth exploration of perceived disrespect, redundancy, and potential consequences. That's my song. The emotional resonance of sonic expression. You trying to cool off the whole neighborhood. <laughs> A parent's guide to energy conservation. <laughs> and I wish a nigga would. <laughs> Discord in the process of conflict resolution. Yeah. I could do one off the cuff. Hold up, I'll be right back. <laughs> and exercise and not waiting for that motherfucker to come back with a gun. Uh, that? that hold up, I'll be right back is never good. They not I'll, coming back with nothing good. I'll just say for the record, a lot of these uh, had like conflict as a part they did yeah. <laughs> it was somehow it, it was a, po- a part of the situation yeah my mama says she not here <laughs> <laughs> this is not mine this is one from black twitter a look into how black single moms manage their time relationships and money they had some stuff on there that had me laughing out loud like I have to do this you got me all the way fucked up yep. the cross cultural study on preeminent conflicts conflict resolutions and understanding concerning people of the diaspora conflict mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was it was so beautiful yeah and she also because of that had, uh, because of that uh, actually got a uh, uh, invited to the Karen Hunter show, what I thought, which I thought was dope too. Which is why I thought you would have been familiar with it because I thought you. Listened. She, I don't think she'd been on yet at the time. Oh. It happened. I think I think she got invited, which means they got to schedule her in because Karen has like you know presidential candidates, and so she's gonna bring them on probably on Foolishness Friday or some shit. So, mm. who all over there? <laughs> A discussion on yep. the importance of crowd investigation to avoid pointless, unwanted interaction, followed up by. Ain't nobody here. An in-depth analysis of how black people use social cues to conserve time, energy, and resources. <laughs> I love it all. Yeah, so that was a... Uh, you can definitely go check it out. It is originally on Scarlet. Her name is Scarlet Witch. I think or you can just go into the Googles and Google. put in a real nigga dissertation. That's... A, not E R. Speaking of speaking of black Twitter and black black uh social media in general, uh, hashtag them Thrones. I just wanted to send a shout out uh, to my girl Milani Clay Solomon. Um, she kind of won the internet today. She just like when she was watching Game of Thrones last night, she was kind of writing like typing out her thoughts that she was having while she was going through the episode mm-hmm. and then she just decided to just share those like what she was typing in real time even though she didn't post any of it at the time mm-hmm. they weren't like posted tweets they were funny they mm-hmm. were just really really funny uh i don't if you guys care to hear them i yeah, I'm, I'm 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 for it i can pull them up. so hashtag uh spoiler alert it's just like if you haven't, if you didn't watch the last episode, it's going to be. If you didn't watch, I mean, the last like, episode, look, everybody knew last night was a it's the, the be some finale. It's, it's, Shit, it's, Black yeah. Twitter was the best thing about last night. Hmm. All right, so she was a little tipsy. <laughs> she proclaims, uh, and if you remember how the episode starts, like I said, spoiler alert: it's Tyrion going down to the basements of the Red Keep where they used to store where they stored the dragon skulls, and presumably looking for Jamie, potentially Cersei. 
uh, maybe to see if they escaped or whatever. And at that point, this is where she started. She said, oh, no, not the hand. (laughs) Are you unburying them? Why do you keep moving rocks? This is damn sad. It's actually still a lot of them left. Talking about the unsullied troops. Mm. Oh. Thought you were talking about Jamie and Cersei because it was a lot of them. Yeah, it was a lot of them left too, Mm -hmm. and a lot of way more crushed. Apparently, uh, they only like only five rocks fell. Yeah, yeah, because Tyrion found them real fit, real real fast. Um, I see you dragging wings. (laughs) (laughs) Best shot of the night. You know about that shot? That shot. Yeah, she said she out her mind, but these speeches are fire. Tyrion needs this broad to die. (laughs) (laughs) She's actually shocked. He doesn't get it. Ugh. That's your auntie still. No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck? Where he get those balls from? <laughs> <laughs> this kind of feel like it should have been Arya, but what? Damn. He actually loved her. Oh, wait. Ew. That dragon about to cook my man. Literally. <laughs> oh. He destroyed because his mom and his brothers are gone. John trying to take looking deaf in the eyes like he hella tough. <laughs> oh, he didn't roast him. Is he melting that chair? Not he melting that chair. Motherfucking chair. Iron Throne. He said, if my mama can't have this shit, none of y'all can. OMG. Who knew dragons could be so tender? And it just keep going on <laughs> like that. She got like four more pages of just like her thoughts throughout the episode. It was just funny. It just gets funnier as you read, the more and more you read. So shout out to Milani Clay. Solomon, you were hilarious today. I give you the prize of winning the internet today. Oh my God. Game of Thrones was so whack. <laughs> it was so mediocre. Like, I think that's the it way. It was super mediocre. That's the way I landed on it. Chris, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Takia and I have been talking about it like off and on all day. <laughs> and she, I think she described it one time as like like mediocre sex. It's, like, like, <laughs> it's like when you like it ain't gonna be that good. Dude. It ain't that. Mm-mm, nope, it's not that. It's like when you meet some dude <laughs> and he been talking his dick up and you like, all right, I'm gonna see what you're working with. And then the foreplay is like really good. Like, oh, this head nigga. Nigga, this head? All right. And then he get on top and it's like, up, down, Then you just going through the motions. Uh, Did you just give a cop's code? I didn't even (laughs) think it was that good. I thought it was more like shitty pizza. Like, you know. No, the foreplay is not season eight. The foreplay is like the other seasons. This is like the culmination of the entire series where he's like, oh, I heard about about you, Game of Thrones. What you got? Oh, okay. And then like at the end, it's just like, "Mm." and you just like, these are all good analogies, like mediocre sex, shitty pizza, because all of them have like all the ingredients that you need for it to be good. But, it's but the way you put it together, it just didn't work out. I think that's what happened with me with that episode. I was like, you, you should never create a piece of media as if you're checking off boxes. Like you're listing all of the things that you need to accomplish in this piece of art and then go through the process of like drawing a line through each thing as you execute them. And that's the way I felt at the end of the episode. I found myself saying frequently, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, I, I get that. That makes sense too. Yeah, that, that's a good decision. I guess I will go with that. That's a good, that's, these are the thoughts that were happening in my, in my mind, but I'm like, 
John killing Daenerys shouldn't have had less of an emotional impact on me than the hound and the mountain fight. Mm. Like, I just don't think it should have. Like, that John killing Daenerys is a much bigger moment in this show. It is the culmination of the show. And like the the I was like feeling like Sandor and uh and Gregor going at it. Like I was cheering for the hound. Like I was I was like wanting this cat to like cut his head thing. off. Yeah, all this stuff. And then it's like his John, were all off. John stabbed her and, and my thought was, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's she, not just because it, it was a stabbing, because Arya stabbed the Night King and it yeah. was like, oh, like, but when John getting goat memes and all yeah. this other stuff after that. But when John stabbed Danny, I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, but John, but most of the times when John did shit, it was like mad thankless afterwards. Like save the wildlands or whatever. Know what you get for that, John? You get murdered. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> you saved the entire civilization of people. <laughs> like, like, yo. I don't you know, man. Murdered. I I felt like I was looking at an episode of Power with all white people. I was like, kill everybody. I don't give a shit. Just kill them all. I hate everybody up here. Well, that hit home for me right there. Well, if it like, much like Power, when she tried to burn the Night King, he didn't burn. And when Ghost lit, lit 50 Cent on fire, he, he still escaped. So it was like, I guess it is the same thing. Just the same thing. I was like, I don't understand. Well, 50 Cent should have been dead a long time ago. Oh, yeah. On yeah. Power. It doesn't make no sense. Yeah. Well, anyway. He, he wanted to go out like a gangster. So. <sighs> Jesus, Mary. The only good thing that happened was Grey Worm got to go to Atlanta and Sansa's Queen of the North. Other mm-hmm. than that, I'm waiting for these books to come out and I'm going to hope somebody's going to give me a movie do-over. Mm-hmm. I was like, where are you going, Aria? Because I feel like the real issue is um, clearly we incompetent with our source material. Yes. What are they going to do with Star Wars? <laughs> oh, they... Yeah. They, there's okay. so much source material out there. Yeah, it's just Disney. The Disney. Let uh, me just warn anybody. Disney's a, yeah. No let me what? warn anybody. You, you, you said it around the right person this time. <laughs> let me warn anybody. As somebody who has read a lot of source material, over 50 pieces of Star Wars expanded universe source material, there, there is still a lot of potential to make really, really good Star Wars cinema. Well, then but they have, they have already completely diverged from the source material that was in the expanded universe. Every time they make a movie, tons of source material they close it down. Just it's it's no longer canon. Yeah. Um you just chop it off. Because the movies are canon. That's the thing about Star Wars. The movies the, in Clone the, Wars. The video media is always canon in Star Wars. So Clone Wars, Rebels, um, and then the eight episodes of movies that we have right now. That's all canon. Um, but yeah. So what you're saying is they could get it right, but they could totally fuck it no, up. Disney, yeah. Disney is like Disney had already announced like some years back that they actually they were actually removing all the other stuff from canon because before it was canon. Before Disney acquired it had to be because it was there wasn't anything else. Huh? <laughs> the books had to be canon. Yeah. Like there was there was nothing else. Yeah. But once they started making the movies, and you could see where like and this is something that I don't have a problem with. Well, the movies came with. before the books. And There's, then like the books came after. Is that no, what you're saying? I thought no. the books came first. The first three movies came first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, then, and then the, the complete books. expanded universe right. came okay, out we're saying the same anything else came gotcha, out. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. then as they started making the movies. And not so much the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. The prequel trilogy didn't really mess up the canon of the expanding universe. It did with the midichlorians when, for me. They did. They, but that they, did. But we didn't have anything. So yeah, it yeah. wasn't. there was no conflict with yeah, the yeah. midichlorians right, is right. what I'm saying. Gotcha. And the, I don't know how we got here. 
in the, in the follow up <laughs> movies, they're just like they're completely like the the story of what happened with Leia and Han Solo, of what happened with Chewbacca, what yeah, happened yeah. to Luke Skywalker, Luke had a kid. his family, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like because Luke Skywalker in the uh, in the source material actually had a family. Yeah, um, he got married, he had a son, and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And they just like they did away with all of that um, and removed it from canon. So. Um, I'm still going to support just because fan, some right? of the, I'm a fan and I'm endeared to some of the characters, but that's just a warning. If you want the original expanded universe material to remain canon to you, then you can't really fuck with the movies because they completely. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, like, you know what? I'll stop there. <laughs> I feel like if I keep oh. going, yeah, I feel like I feel like we stop there. Sorry, guys. Well, thanks, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> No, then I feel sorry for y'all fans because I feel like the real lesson here is that those showrunners are great at interpreting, you know, source materials when they have to go off on their own that they run into trouble. And um, they had been off the source material for a minute, though. And even Uh, even when they had the source material to rely upon, they still made a lot of arbitrary decisions. I I had a a, a co-worker who made the decision. Well, he he, um, he would break down basically the the, the differences because he read the books. You know, it's like, you know, like, for example, Arya also had the ability to work, apparently. So she could, like, you know, in her battle with the, when she was, like, trying to get away from the girl um, with no name, mm-hmm. in, the, in that battle, whatever, she didn't beat her fair and square. She used her working ability mm-hmm. to be able to see when she was blind mm-hmm. so she could, like, you know, get the upper hand and win. Uh, so, like, Bran was not the only one who could work. So there's a little shit like that that they took away or a little shit with, like, you know, they decided to make decisions where they killed some people that should have been dead a long time ago. You know, because the, the the creators like, ah, we like that person, so we decide we do that. Right. You know, they made a lot of decisions just because, like, oh, this is what we want to do. And so. I, I would like to say for the record, whether you're talking about Game of Thrones, whether you're talking about oh, Star so Wars, you're talking about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you talk about, oh hell yeah, you talking about Harry Lord Potter, entire Prodigy, any of that stuff. I do not have an inherent problem with divergence from the source material. My only rule, because I treat it as these are all forms of artistic expression. You can be inspired inspired by something, not expired by something because then it killed you. You can be inspired by something and make a new creation from what you were inspired by. I just want the decisions you make to To be good decisions. Or if not better. Yeah, if you're going to diverge from it. Um, I think the MCU, for me, a lot of people might disagree. The MCU is an example of how to do that right. I think they diverged from a lot of source material over the course of a decade and made good decisions um, as they diverged from the material. And as a result, they gave me a final movie in this chapter of Marvel movies that was exciting, that was engaging, that enabled me to feel a lot of closure when it was done. Like, I felt satisfied at the end of the end game, you know, like for me. So, like, I didn't feel that way after the last episode. It was like watching the Lost series finale again. (laughs) (laughs) There's an action article. You said there were real trauma uh, in your voice. Yeah. Because I I still don't understand what happened at the end. Nobody understands what happened at the end of Lost. I don't think the actors understood what happened at the end of Lost. I mean, but no, the one of the things I was saying before Thrones, before uh, Jesus, before Thrones ended, was I think sometimes when something gets but so big 
and especially when you have a lot of moving parts to a story. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like Thrones and The Wire had like a lot of major characters that came across the screen. Mm-hmm. And you cared about a lot of those characters. Some of them are like, you know, Prop Joe in The Wire was not a big character in terms of like, you know, the overall arc. But he was around enough like where you're like, yo, that's, you know, you see him like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or you see, you know, you want to know what happens with Michael, whatever. And I don't feel like I got closer with that. But I'm getting, I'm just trying to say to the point that I feel like it's kind of hard to actually bring something that's so big to a close. They failed, in my opinion, um, with The Wire. Mm-hmm. I think they failed miserably with Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had a problem with Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch The Sopranos. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire was underwhelming for me, and I thought that was a really good show. Kind of mm-hmm. lost its steam after the third season. But, you know, a lot of times when you have really big shows that are really popular, I think sometimes the writers don't know. That's why I think sometimes it's good to just end something like like before it gets but so big. Just end it, leave them wanting more. Like Breaking Bad is kind of on the cusp of that. I wasn't a fan of how it ended myself, but it did give you a lot more closure than a lot of the other big shows did. I mean, I think you there's another there's another approach you can take as well. Like one of the reasons why movies work so well, um, even though the overwhelming majority of movies on scale are bad most of them are bad um we just hope they're gonna be good but when movies are good it's because (laughs) how did she come out the boat how did she get back on the boat she just came out of the water i'm sorry that's what happened all right okay she's like athena i don't know she just was born out the phone so Mm -hmm. um that's venus but (laughs) um what was I saying? Most movies are bad. Most, Most movies, movies are, are bad. bad. <laughs> um, the king of unnecessary commentary. But uh, I got a promotion. The, the reason, the reason, yeah, you wanted to be the king of something. You couldn't be the king of caveats because I, I don't want to be the that. king of caveats. So, yeah, you know, so, it's cool. I can be the count. The uh, movies are encapsulated. You know what I'm saying? Like you plan all, you storyboard the entire movie out. Mm-hmm. You you but when you go into shooting a movie, you know like origins, exposition, culmination, climax, resolution, all of that goes into the planning of one movie. And with a television series, that's rare. Most of the time, what happens in a television series is you have a pilot, and the pilot has success. And then you may have the whole first season planned out. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, yeah. what can I do to mm-hmm. keep this going? Yep. What can I do to keep it successful? What can I do? to? So your brain is completely thinking every time you try to put something on screen, how can I make it better? How can I improve it? How can I keep people interested in it and make sure that the story keeps going? So to end it, you got to completely go in the opposite direction. When you never really plan to do yeah. that from the beginning, uh, when you're you talking about door. a television show, I, you open up the door. I was going to say it, but I l- decided to leave it alone. I feel like that's what Avatar, the last Airbender, did excellently. I think they had a game plan from the moment from that the shit started, yeah. how it was going in, and they had everything worked out the character development, the arcs of everything, how everything came around full circle. Uh, to me, it's still cartoon or otherwise one of the best anim- uh, TV shows I've, I've seen. I think that's why I like Nurse Jackie and why I was pretty satisfied with its ending because they knew when they started it that it wasn't going to go for more than like five or six seasons and that they knew how they were going to have it end even when they started it. And I think nowadays, 
Nurse Jackie, I, thought- I think nowadays, if you're going to do a show, even if you are thinking about the longevity of it, you got to think about how you're going to wrap it up. Because I feel like sometimes how a show ends has more to do with how it lives on than whether it was good throughout. Because, I mean, you know, we're still talking about that shitty ass Seinfeld ending. Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't like the uh, Sex and the City ending too. I I wasn't a Sex and the City fan. Oh my obviously. god, I, the, the ending of the Sex and the City itself wasn't bad, but I mean the movies, the movies just got more and more desperate. Oh, like, okay. I mean, and then like they they they, they were it was almost Stupid. rushed. The Sex and the City movies were rushed in the same way Game of Thrones was. Like we didn't got through eight seasons of you know what I'm saying. All of this you know, medieval, fantastical bullshit. We got Starbucks cups and water bottles in the last season. Like, that's come a, on now, that's fam. That's the truest sign that you rush it. That's the truest you know sign that you like, rush And it was like the same thing for Sex in the City. Like, we had six, what was it, five or six or seven seasons of all of this fashion and New Yorkness, and then you get these movies where they don't even have the shoes edited in the, the, the fucking frame of the movie. Like, come on now. We came well, here the to movies for Sex in the City were... I mean, aside from just for obvious reasons being trash, it's like one of the most integral parts of Sex in the City was New York. Right. And for the first movie, Morocco? it was like the first movie. I thought it was Paris or, or every, every, every. And then the second was the like game, Dubai was like or something and and, from New York. And it was like, what, what? are you doing here? It was like New York shoes and dresses. Oh, Mexico. Cause for. she didn't get married. Oh, right, right, right. Which was something that- else foolish. Like, oh, I don't know. Miranda said we shouldn't get married, so I didn't show up. Like, nigga, what? Because my best friend is going through a divorce and she says you shouldn't get married. You going to leave me standing at the altar? This is foolish. This is dumb. Right. Or, or, or like, you can be like, uh, I guess that makes sense. No, you can't. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No. It was counter to their actual personality. Yeah. It was like and we are going like- to we are going to introduce completely new personalities in this, and then we're going to just like how can we top this foolishness? They did that with Game of Thrones this, like this it, season. No, I feel like it was right. I invested eight years of my life in you know what I'm saying these motherfucking stories, and the only people who actually got an ending that kind of sort of played out the way it should have is like Arya and Sansa. I mean, John was a fuckboy, so I can agree with him going off to be king of the north. You know what I'm saying? If they'll have you, you know what I'm saying? All right, then really it's torment voucher for you. So whatever. But like, you know, like none of this shit was written well. All this energy that you invested in these characters, all this stuff that you learned about them and the deeper exploration of their personalities, that shit didn't matter. You could have watched season eight. Jumped up with his golden hand and uh, this whole redemption arc that had been basically going on since he pushed that little boy out the window just evaporated on some yeah Cersei you know, ain't I'm shit I ain't shit I'm either and Cersei is too and then we gonna write it off as he died protecting his queen bullshit bullshit <laughs> on all of that shit bullshit and then like me and Selena were talking about it in the car like okay y'all banished Jim to the Night's Watch the fuck these niggas watching <laughs> Why they there? Yeah, a nice watch of what? Ain't yeah, no more. Uh, it's a massive hole in the wall. Ain't no more undead. Ain't no more wall. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive yeah. Hole in we that. had that conversation. The free people are friendly now. Yeah, like they, yeah. they were hanging out with Thanks. the Night's Watch when John showed up. Thanks, John. Right. Like, so it's like you for making peace between the. So you banished me to go hang out with my friends. That's like I think that was I think that was the whole point though because I don't think they like you know other people thought which about is that fine shit. Yeah. but why is it then when Tyrion told him like oh you've been banished to the Night's Watch he was just like. 
<laughs> but, and then let's talk about the plot inconsistency of, okay, so old boy got on his boat with all of them unsullied and they went to north, but John still got to go up north. Fuck that. I'm going to stay wherever the fuck I want. Right, because the only people that was mad that, you know what I'm saying, he actually killed that broad was the unsullied. And the and Dothraki. We don't we right. don't know what happened and to the Dothraki. They was going back. They to went somewhere to find pussy. They, they ain't trying to. They stay was just walking around in the harbor like they friendly people. Shit, like yo, like they're not marauders. Like you just gonna let Dothraki run, run around? Just because we <laughs> forgot about the brown people. Okay, we knew we had to put that main nigga on a boat. You know what I'm saying? Because we told him that he can go to Atlanta, especially after we beheaded his boo. You know what I'm saying? But the rest of them brown people, we kind of forgot about them. You know what I'm saying? saying what the fuck happened to the Dornish people? Where were the Dornish people? Somebody they were. One of them was survive. at the council yeah, meeting. One of them was at the council. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't like the way that whole council. Uh, Where was you know what I'm saying? I was, was wondering there. that. He was there. Gendry was at the council. Yeah. He was. He was, he was sitting at the council. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing. I mean, sitting like, there. A whole bunch of he had no line. That <laughs> That's why I was confused. Like, I was like, why is it Gendry? I mean, like, they do reunion shows better than this. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Lord Gendry Baratheon. They do reunion shows better than this. Was... Motherfucking minor ass characters get to have a whole fucking 15 in a minute. Minute, minute interview on a reunion show. I mean, like, seriously. If they'd have given this script to Andy Cohen, he'd have done a better oh, job. He'd have done an amazing job with that shit. Oh, so you trying to say like they did a love and hip hop <laughs> reunion special for Thrones? Okay. This was no, Simona because, Scott. Because Young on Love and Hip Hop, you could that on Love and Hip Hop, the characters bring their own scripts. You know what I'm saying? The reality is, you know what I'm saying, these motherfuckers did the most lackluster shit ever. Episode four is the best it ever was, and then it just goes all downhill from there. It's very just like, oh yeah, I'm graduating. I don't give a shit. John Aaron's son it is so came out all right. Last semester, senior year, after yes. your acceptance letter, you, look come. All, you know, <laughs> weird and sickly like he like did Brand. when he was little. The but fuck yeah, y'all gonna call me Brand the Broken? Once he got the off that fucking, once he got off that mama's milk, he did all right. He like he, I guess he started turning into like a regular dude. Fucking a, telling me that I ain't got no dick. Like, bitch, shut up. Why are you telling all my business? My legs don't work. They don't know my dick don't work. They do now. Brand well, the bro- how do we know his dick don't work? Because Sansa work. told him. She was like, he can't have no babies. She turned into that chick from uh, New Jack City. Just, she can't have no babies either. I just ain't like That's that scene. Shit. The like, whole thing was bad. Why, why do you Why do you introduce this entire arc of John being Aegon Targaryen and then after he kills Daenerys, he they not. don't even talk about it at yeah. the council. Like It doesn't even come up at the council. Right. Like, what yeah, about the, the fact that he actually the had the first claim to the throne? Mm-hmm. What about that? Yeah, but then it, somebody could have talked that down. You know, Grey Worm could have had an argument against it. Tyrion could have said something about mm-hmm. if, if the way we're going to hold the six kingdoms together is with narrative, then we got to exclude that. Something. And that's my yep. problem is this right. thing, it had all the components of like, yeah, that makes sense. That. Yeah, you got to do that. That's a good point. Yeah, in order for it to end, you got to mm-hmm. have that. But it, they just put the shit in there. They didn't. They really. They didn't they tell really the story like, right. Like he was just Jon Snow. Like not like he was next Ned Stark's bastard boy. Maybe yeah. he wasn't even none of that. He was just some dude who came out the Night's Watch and you gonna go back there. Like what? It's, huh? it's funny because I like so when Takiya and I were in the car, I was like, I right, but uh, some people know I have a story. I was in a, a Mexican knife fight many many years ago. And I, I asked her if she had heard the story of the Mexican knife fight. Y'all don't need to know the details. We don't need to talk about that. But 
I was like, what if I told a story like this? And I just like listed the events that happened in the Mexican knife fight story. She was like, yeah, that's not the same story. <laughs> I was like, exactly. Like you can't just list all, all the points that happen. You have to tell it the right way with the right dialogue and knowing what points to emphasize and not. That's what directing is all about. That's what editing and post is all about. How do you actually take all of the content that you put in it, but make mm-hmm. it a riveting story that has people sitting on the edge of their seat and has people, uh, you know, endeared to certain characters? But they didn't have the script, things. though. I mean, I mean, I think that's the argument that everybody's making, though. If they didn't have the script, the directing and the post ain't really going to do that much. If they we don't know if they didn't have it in the script. Because okay. we don't know what got cut out. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens in editing. I mean, I mean, that's so that, that's post production. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's yeah, so. I mean, it's speculative that like you know they had more. I mean, yeah. they they, they they it's possible they could have shot multiple endings and just gone with that one. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying whatever they whatever we ended up with was trash. Is maybe and it could have been a writing too. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I just we just I don't know what was, was in writing because dick. a lot of stuff could have gotten cut it was out. A three inch dick. <laughs> Unfulfilling. It was a three inch dick, but you do need a dick to have sex. This was pizza just a three with inch pineapples dick. on it. I mean, like, but what? At what point did Brand was he ever injured in a way that, like, we think his testicles or his penis was injured? I ain't even buying that bullshit. I mean, if his back was broken, yeah, he might not. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's nervous. Yeah. That's nervous system stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, lots um, of people still have. They do. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, but they can't control it though. Thank you, Theon. You're a good man. I mean, but if you can nut, you can make a baby. So, exactly. I mean, I just... You, just like, yeah, okay, I get I it. Just need I the can't. seed. That's all you, you need. Know, I, and then, and when he was like up in the north, he was like, oh, I don't want anything. I'm the three-eyed raven. I just like throw my eyeballs to the back of my head and like fly over all of this shit like, ah! and all of a sudden he gets the fucking King's Landing. He's like, yes, why you think I came here? I came here to be the king of this shit. Like, wait a minute. You've said two things now. Mm-hmm. What yeah, bitch was, is it? Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was also very. You just didn't want the little shit of the north. You wanted the big shit. And it could have, if you you can't interpret it like, but that's the problem. It takes all this interpretation because we're trying to like Make it. sense of it. Um, and, and it it could have been it. like, I I came here because I know this is the role that like I'm supposed to play. This is the role that I'm just fulfilling my part. In the whole thing, mm-hmm. he you needs to just that write. Argument, he just needs bro. to write all the text. He just needs to sit in the study and do what just, Denzel did in Book of Eli. Yeah, <laughs> just write the story, everything that actually happened. Yeah, yeah, write, write like, it all. Write it all. Tell everybody the story. There's a lot of stuff was left out. How how did Tyrion get left out of that book? I, right, I was Drogon. about to say I didn't find that to be a funny joke. You know what I'm saying? You left Tyrion out of the story, really. That made no really? sense because we were actually having I mean, a conversation. So what you're telling me is that your history is super faulty. I mean, because like how you leave his ass out the story. This you gonna Mister Jamie Cersei, but not Tyrion, and Tyrion was the hand of three different kings. Jamie oh. wasn't even important at the end. Yeah. Three different monarchs. Yeah. Tyrion monarchs. is the reason yeah, I, yeah, why you heard the pause. Yeah, yeah why the senior Lannister is I heard dead. Thinking, like, what, what, right. Yeah. So how do you also right? <laughs> right? How we write about Tywin and not mention Tyrion? I guess oh, he didn't die on the shitter in this new reality. Don't he talk just, about the ancients. You don't talk about the ancients. Get disregarded in history. Rule one of Westeros. It was just never talk about the ancients. Yeah. So we rule number two of Westeros. <laughs> yes, we ableist and we sexist and we racist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh well, right. I mean, like, was yeah. that surprising? So America, capitalism. Okay. Hey, look. You hey, saw look, how they laughed saw, at yeah, democracy, right? <laughs> that was hilarious. Gonna, they did. Give the dogs a vote. Mm. Don't let the people decide. I'll let my horse vote. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> this privilege feels great. None of us have bathed in weeks. 
<laughs> the best moment we don't use was really when Sansa told <laughs> the uncle, like, she was like, uncle, sit down. sit down. What'd you say, Chrissy? When Sansa told her uncle to sit down, she was like, oh, yeah, uncle, yeah. sit down. Yeah, what was like, it? It was funny. Like, when he was, I think when he stood up to start talking, everybody right, was like, kind of like, looking like, 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 why is he? Didn't we just get you out of a tower? Yeah. You was locked up at Wall of Frames. Somebody, and then he kept talking, and I was like, "Oh, nigga, you think you important, too?" I mean, shoot your shot. Why was we have not seen you since (laughs) like the red wedding? He made no contribution to like the 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 fight against the army of the dead. He made no contribution to like go against like you know King's Landing. He made no contribution. So I I didn't see the reason why he was even at the table. Yeah, I think they were just trying to like have representation of like anybody. I think they they needed comedic foil. I think that's what that was. Anybody who like. Anybody who was like the head of a gray house, even if they just like the residual head, like mm-hmm. because of the attrition, like they just had them represented. There. I don't understand what nutrition got to do with none of this. Uh, <laughs> like, and then I just gotta say, Varys died for nothing. Not delicious, mm-hmm. yeah, for nothing. Mm-hmm. Basically, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. We're not a motherfucking thing. Basically. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh man! All right, well. and now you gotta find a new Varys. Yeah, so I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Brand. I was thinking, like, can Brand go back and talk to people like in the past? Because it seemed like he could go back and literally. There were points when he went back in time. It seemed like he was interacting with people in the past. Mm. I mean, he did that with Holdor. Ain't nobody to talk to. Right, he can go back to Varys. Like, she hey, don't kill Varys, my dude. I'm, you know, I saw a meme uh, where it <laughs> there's off. nobody to breed with. They Here's can't a- make any any other people. It's just a bunch of Dothraki and Bran's weird ass in King's Landing. But yeah, that's just in King's Landing. They got like it's other kingdoms, you yeah. know. There's some right, born, but I'm saying that's born where born they need the, the, the that's where yeah, they need the, the Dothraki is gonna be a problem. Like oh, they well, were like they to themselves because the, the reach is empty. Well, they don't have no brothels. Yeah. Well, they will. Yeah, yeah, they will. That won't last. They gonna, long. They gonna handle that. They got the right man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do they yeah. have women and children? They'll have to import right. it. Maybe that's what Grey Worm went to do. He went to go get women and children mm. from Nar- from Atlanta because slavery. Be. Praise be under his eye. May the Lord. We don't lie. even know what kind of equipment he's working with. This Kendall smooth, right? Right. <laughs> mm. I mean, they just you know. In the spirit, this has the, been such a wide ranging episode. In the man. spirit of blaming black women for everybody for every problem, you know, we we could really just blame all this on Masandi because she was like, you know, Jakaris really set the whole thing off. I mean, that's what society does. We should just do the same. I mean, thing, but like, I just, just feel like as a black thing. woman, I gotta be like with discretion, bitch. You just needed to in the tower. <laughs> I you said Drakkar like, Noir. Right. I don't understand what you did, didn't right. listen. <laughs> Say yo. <laughs> Yeah. High karate. Huh? The, the whole thing. I didn't thing. say Valor Morgales. I said Dracar. We weren't just naming back. That bitch. Not all bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, she took out everything. She took out everything. Line by line, like she was doing coke. And was totally <laughs> orgasmic about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't blame her. If I had a dragon, I'm saying I might have lost my shit at the end, too. Who I mean, knows? Especially because. In the books, they talk about this, but they don't talk about this in the show a lot past maybe like the first season. She's actually telepathically linked to the dragon. So I feel like on some level, was it her or was Drogon just like, well, fuck it, bitch. We here. <laughs> Let's burn I'm some shit down. I mean, because you nah. saw when she was talking like he was the problem because he, him as a hype man, Drogon as a hype man was the problem. The Red Keep 
was big. They they could have burned that all day. Mm-hmm. They could have right. spent all day right. burning that red key. Right. Mm-hmm. They did not have to touch a civilian. They could have just touched all of the red keep and, and, yeah. and burned that bitch down in the tower and been good with it. But you know what I'm saying? He had to go for the innocence. And I feel like he was just like, I'm, I'm trying to accumulate snacks here. I'm hungry. <laughs> I mean, because really, what was he going to eat? That was the other question. Whatever if they he want. Stayed with her. That that's what she said. Whatever they right. want. Right. Well, you know that's a problem too. <laughs> I really wanted to hear more about Daenerys Targaryen's infrastructure plan. Like, how is she going to you know, <laughs> rebuild? What job? What was going to be the jobs program? Yeah, like, what was, that's, that's really what I wanted. To hear. What, what is her healthcare plan going to look yeah, like? Yeah, that's, that's what I want to know. Who's like, planting you know? the fruits and vegetables? Mm. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what are these right. people the eating? Was like, I got food for everybody. What you got? We going to the north. Yeah. That was that was that was a whole line when she was like, "Yeah, like we gonna go to the north for free." The north, like, but the north was already free though. Like, right? You were just there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are you talking but about? But they weren't like free, free <laughs> from, from Winterfell to Dorn. Like, uh, like, uh, what? Everybody, everybody started right. like, like, uh, right? Wait right. a minute. Yeah, ain't no tyrants in. Let her march in up north with her dragons, John. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh-uh. So yeah, it was hot shit. Hot shit. Literally, because Drogon like thump thump, thump thump. Danny, hot shit on a pizza. Wait, and then what was that at the end? Brand talking about so I'll see if I can find him, nigga. What? Because he can warg. So yeah, yeah. Gonna, like, that's, it's that's supposed to be a joke. Three eyed raven. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he can like see like warg like, like yeah. Like, warg warg well, I know he can see, but it was still supposed to be a joke when he's like, oh, where's Drogon? Oh, I'll go see if I can find him. I think that's all he's gonna do is just talk to the animals. He ain't really trying to roll. He's just like, y'all can Whatever. handle this while I go find the dragon. Ghost wasn't even talking to his ass. I ain't buying it. It's foolish. Ghost wasn't his uh, dog though. Whatever. <laughs> Still should have been talking to him. <laughs> Whatever. If you could talk to Bish. Drogon, you should be able to talk to Ghost. Shit, we could talk to Ghost. Yeah. Oh well. And where was Numeria? Because she never died. You know. Malaria? Who? Nymeria. Arya's Arya's wolf never died. Siberia? What? She just ran out. Oh, she let her go. She they let were about her go. To kill her. Yeah. Right, but she eventually did meet up with ghosts and then they ran out of budget and there was no more story on that. Hey, dire wolves are expensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will say two things if we're getting close to bringing this thing to a close. One thing is if uh, HBO decides to do a spinoff uh, with just Arya. Uh, I would not mind uh, watching Macy in her own series at all. I would enjoy that. Um, and uh, do yourself a favor if you if you guys may have already have discussed this on a podcast where I haven't been present. Um, but uh, watch uh, Beyonce's homecoming uh, Coachella performance. Just do yourself a favor if you haven't watched it. You're welcome. Yeah, it was, it was very good. You're welcome. <laughs> It was it was almost a forced watch. There was a hostage situation. Oh, it was 100% involved. a forced watch. I think I think no way we can wrap out on it. That was hilarious how that all came about. Situation. I, I did not believe you was be able, I didn't think you were gonna be able to like to make that happen, but you y'all did it and how y'all did it was totally gangster. Hey, look, let me tell you something. My wife literally held Takia's food hostage. She took the food from we, the restaurant. We had all went to a restaurant and then we had to take a group picture. It was for Lee's uh, sister's birthday. And then uh, we we put her food down in the car so she wasn't holding it when we were taking the picture. And then uh, right when we finished taking the picture, we started taking off. The kids tried to stuck her dick. No, you come to the house so we can watch this. We pulled off with the food in the car. So now she had to come to the house to get the food, right? 
On the way back, my wife put the food on a dash and took a picture of the food and sent it to the kids. Say, we got your food. If you want to see this food everything. again, you got 30 minutes to come and see this food. And she started sending her like, yeah, she kept clock sending her ticking. pictures with the clock ticking <laughs> on the food. The food at the restaurant was very, very good. So it would be enough to make you come get that food. Uh, it was funny. She was next. Oh I don't know if she ever said this, but she was like, "When we get in the house, I'm gonna put the food on the table and with put a, a knife, knife and fork, fork on." She it. said that. She said that. Yeah, she said that. That is cruel and unusual. Oh man! If you right ever want to see your food, hey man, it's, 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 it's a good way for to continue family time. Worked out well. Tequila it was, I, but then I, like once I got here, it was like, okay, I'm here now, so we're gonna watch Homecoming, yeah. and I'm not gonna go to sleep because it's Beyonce. It was way more gratifying. Because I, I was saying before they left, it was like, yeah, we're gonna see if we can get like. Cam and Takia to come back. And I said, well, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Harm if you play with me and my food like yeah, so I don't know if you're going to be able to do that because I know she's been working. So, like, you know, I know she's probably going to be tired, you know. And she said, like, we'll see what we can do. We'll work on it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you are such a much better person than me. Yeah. I applaud you. That was so late. But yes, it was so great. We got to see yeah, Homecoming again. Yeah, I, I want to say the magic of seeing it because I had told my cousin that I was going to watch it with her whenever she watched it. I knew she was gonna have moments where she was like, <gasps> it was just like little little gas, or whatever. And she like she literally like she was emotional watching it. It was it was, it was fun. It was great. My yeah. wife, my wife, Beyonce looks, is wonderful. She looks very fondly on her time at Howard University. Um, she frequently describes that as one of the best time frames of her life. Um, obviously, it can't be the best now because she's married to me now, and that's euphoria. But before that, um, you know, being it's nothing at, better than twenty. Yeah, yeah <laughs> being at Howard, being at Howard is like one of the best things that she could recall. You know, so uh, many dicks. B- BS, you know, before Slim. Um, she said nothing better than twenty. I said yeah. so many dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, There's boy. nothing better than twenty. Well, I can't, can't. I can't speak on that. I was because he was still we, talking about. We're not going to have a conversation about how many dudes my wife fucked in college. That's like that's not. I wasn't talking about your wife. I was talking about my own. I mean, we're talking about We were. You were all twenty. You you were all having dicks thrown at you hither and yon, willy and nilly. So just like Cersei walking through the in general. I mean, I don't want to be again, but I know what it's like to be, you know, twenty years old. I don't know what it's like to be a twenty year old woman surrounded by dicks, but I've seen I've seen a lot. But she looks she's very like happy about that time. All her memories of that time in her life are great. And to see Beyonce do what I think was an effective job of really capturing the social aspect of like uh social aspect of uh, culture for people of color and uh, HBCUs like it was it was good it was really it was really really good and then you combine that with you know what I have to admit is a crazy catalog of music that she's accumulated over the past 20 years Um, and just think about that we can now talk about Beyonce's career and say 20 years Mm -hmm. that's crazy Mm -hmm. that is crazy Mm-hmm. Speaking of HBCUs, and then we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Morehouse had their graduation yes. this weekend. Yep. Um, Angela Bassett received an honorary doctorate in something. Um, also, <laughs> Robert Smith, who is a billionaire, um, coin, who has like more quaint than Oprah. Um, he was the speaker and he said, okay, so all of these 400 graduates, uh, we're going to erase your student loan debt. 
going to pay that off. Uh, it was what, like 40 million they estimated, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about $40 million. And so all of these men get to go out into this world with mm-hmm. this education yes. without being crippled by student loan mm-hmm. debt. And just when you think about just how that sets them up in a position to be able to start just their own um type of generational wealth Mm -hmm. because then you're able to do different things with that money you don't have to like pass that money to sally may or whoever you know has your money so that was just like a great story apparently um some of the hoteps were uh on this they were (laughs) even even on this they were yes okay they was like they were like why is it why isn't he married to a black woman if he loves oh my god if he love black oh, folk, no. if he love black folk so much, why ain't he married to a black woman? It's like I didn't even care about that. I didn't even know about that. It's like, My really? feeling yeah. on it was that I felt like it would have been better if he'd have put forty million towards a fund for all Morehouse graduates with student loan debt instead of a particular class. But that was just my okay. Issue. So here's here's what I would like to know because I think you both brought up something in watching what he said. He he specifically said he 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 issued a challenge at the time he announced it because nobody knew he was going to announce it from what I could gather looking at the video, but he 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 issued a challenge to the alumni uh, that were in attendance and also the soon to be graduated class of 2019 by saying, "Hey, this is our opportunity to start something moving forward by." Now that y'all free of this situation, whatever, help the people that are coming behind you. You alumni that are sitting over there cheering or whatever, like, yo, chip in. Let's do this thing and we can keep this this train moving, whatever, and we can just rely upon us to take care of us. So, and let's say, yeah, you know, other... like shit... go ahead, yeah. Christy. No, I was going to say shit like that makes me mad because $40 million to see the capital campaign to get a fund established would have been much better than $40 million to pay one time bills. But that's just me personally. I, I would also say it, it's just an example because you can always argue the semantics of like somebody did something awesome. Was that the most awesome thing they could have done? Could they have done it better? Could they have done it slightly different? I think what I'm going to take from it is set an example of people of color with means making sure we step up for our community when we're able to do it. I think that's the thing to take from it. That's better like, than you get a car. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I also <laughs> be real. I, and even I just think like you know, people make a lot of comments. I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it isn't true. But there's a lot of stereotypes, and some stereotypes are you know what other communities do as far as assisting one another to make mm-hmm. sure uh, their youth get a better start. Um, make sure their youth are able to climb out of difficult situations or get a start where they don't even have to deal with a difficult situation from the beginning. And there's a lot of commentary on how we don't do that in our community specifically. Um, and this is just an example of doing that. Even if you don't agree with like the exact methodology of how it was applied, anybody of means, you look at LeBron trying to step up more and more to, you know, to do mm-hmm. things like this. Um, everybody. If you got that cake, if you spent this time accumulating that cake, you got to realize you weren't just accumulating that cake for you and you weren't accumulating that cake just for your family. You are in America and there's a lineage here. There's a history here. And part of that history is making sure we try to do the work to undo the dirt, the damage, the pain 
that our ancestors have had to live through to heal the PTSD that our youth are still living with because it was passed down through their genes. Follow the example and do something. And the more you have, the bigger you should do it. Here, here. Wonderful. I agree. That's like a good old school phone. I know, right? It's so old school. Curtis, bring me the phone. <laughs> Close that refrigerator. <laughs> it's like a bell bell ring. <laughs> and then phones when you're trying to find it. Where's the phone? Is that an answering machine? No, no. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Definitely an answering machine. So you're Where? definitely a liar. Where? I just turned my voicemail on oh. and switched off my answering machine. No, so. your Guilty. phone. I just heard a beep. Yes. Beep. Where? You don't have an answering machine? Upstairs? Oh, yeah, upstairs. Yes. Yeah. So okay. I was like, stop these lies. No, no, I didn't know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about down here. It's got tape I used in to it, have though. an answering machine because it was easier, but then they put voicemail on the phone and that was easier. Well, the results are in. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely time to wrap this show. It is. All right. We have talked about all the things. Oh, yeah. Really? Um, probably for a little bit too long. So nah. um gonna wrap this up now. Logging off. T Rich. That's double. Leaving at the third, aka Da Vinci Parks. Okay, Savage. Oh, every, every, every week. Broke the streaks. Yeah, uh, two week run. She had two week run. Oh. Um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Wash your legs. <laughs> wash, wash your <laughs> legs. Wash your feet. Wash your legs. Take a rag in the shower and wash your whole entire body. Get behind your knees. Get them crevices. Get, Get in your navel. Behind wash your behind your ears. Your ears. Yeah. Dry Exfoliate, but not with a loofah. You need like a cloth. Yeah. And make sure you moisturize when you're done. See, that's a whole other thing right there. What do they moisturize with? They use vitamin E, like you know, like baby oil or lotion. Well, I use a shea butter. I use a combination of things. I use a mixture, a homemade mixture. Stay blessed, stay woke. Got a homemade mixture. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little shea butter, yeah. a little olive oil, a little coconut oil. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you know, you know, you gotta put you know olive oil on your feet to cool them down. I like a custom. <laughs> I use a whipped shea. I've ripped a whipped raw shea butter that you can get from this.